Welcome to episode 69 of the Oregon Podcast. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, it was a lot. I, I watched all of them. Um, it was a lot of info. I did not like keep all of it. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool. It was exciting. It was a little bit of that E three feeling, which I kind of missed during COVID. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it it was cool and it was fun and there was like a lot of cool like cross breeding, let's say like. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought overall it was cool, but we will go into more detail for each of these shows, which were the, uh, and we'll discuss it in like the, uh, sorted by, when they happened. So that was the Summer Game Fest, the Xbox Showcase slash Starfield Direct, the Ubisoft Forward, and we'll cap it off with Capcom. Pun was very much not intended. Um, before we go into it, I want to remind people to rate and review this show. Give us five stars. It will be very much appreciated. It helps us grow. And share this episode and all the other episodes of your game podcast with your friends and your family and your loved ones. And your gaming bodies on the discords. <laughs> Let's go, John. Let's talk about Summer Game Fest. What do you think of the big opening show? Ah, oh, come on, John. Come on. Yeah. Diablo. I, <laughs> I, I played Diablo. I almost finished the campaign. I was in the last dungeon, which is a very, very long dungeon. And literally right before the last boss, my game crashed. So I was like, fuck that. <laughs> and I haven't played... It was like, that was like three days ago or something, and I haven't played since, just because I was annoyed. But I will finish it soon, and then I can finally... I I've read up on, like, what the end game looks like, and it looks like I will finally be able to fully treat this like a podcast game. But not ha not having to pay attention to anything, kind of challenges and stuff being randomly generated to me, it, it sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna happen. Especially since, like, very recently, just just this one bit. Uh, my my skill set and like my setup shifted so that I have now become. The destroyer of worlds. Like, I am an unstoppable killing machine. And it's so, so much fun. Even more than this has been throughout the entire game. It's it's so ridiculous. 
yeah yeah especially with aspects but we, we will we will get into that i I can, <laughs> I can see myself again feeling the urge to talk about this game yeah but someone is calling us john and this one was jeff Keeley. <laughs> uh, organized by the same people who do the game awards yes the same company basically Maybe general verdict first, because it was like the big thing. What did you think of the show? It's quite slick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it was kind of weird. Um, it started off on a great note by announcing the new Prince of Persia game, The Lost Crown, which, you know, has been divisive let's say no it was it was it, it was showing gameplay as well but it was uh yeah maybe i'm misremembering it, it, it i mean the trailer at least made sure this is like a 2d prince of persia game yeah And I will generally agree with, like, the consensus that, like, the tone of the trailer was, like, uh, not uh, enjoyable. With, like, the... Uh, I'm also not a fan of the, like, we need to cram... The, I think this is, like, a Battlefield 3 echo where, do you remember, it had that amazing trailer with Jay-Z playing. Um, uh, like, 99 Problems. Uh, and I think ever, ever since then, we've seen this happen a lot in, in video games. I mean, it's been happening in movies as well. But then you have, like, this... Yeah, it felt weird. It felt weird, but the the game looks super cool, and it's it's, it's gonna be a Metroidvania made by the people, the studio that made the uh, last Rayman games, Rayman Origins and Legends, which are two incredible games. So I'm and I love Metroidvania, so I'm super excited for this. Uh, and we will, I mean, we don't need to talk about it in more detail. It was also shown in the in the Ubisoft forward, of course. Uh, a little bit more gameplay showed that it had like a um, cool combat system, exploration, cool, uh, I like the art style and stuff. 
And having that as like a new announcement right in the beginning was a cool start to the show, I thought. But that was kind of it. That was like a kind of the one announcement. Uh, there was like maybe a few smaller things, but nothing like big, which... I mean, maybe that's like not this type of show, right? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, I, I thought the whole thing was quite boring. It's it, it, Like we said, it was very sleek. It felt the most like a big ad of all the shows. Um, also because you literally had like ads cut in the middle of like, look at this amazing new Samsung TV. And then obviously like Fortnite season is coming out, Call of Duty season is coming out. Uh, and even stuff like, I mean, Mortal Kombat 1, I just don't care about. And I think um, having having this kind of grotesquely horrible violence on such a big show uh, being cheered on by a group of adults uh, that were in the theater is is still like something that really irks me about video game stuff and and I don't I don't want to see that anymore to be honest and the, the game looks great and I'm sure it's gonna be really fun it's just not my cup of tea and like that type of thing I really want these video game shows to get away from and uh, Mortal Kombat has enough, enough fun stuff to show off, which they did, like the story and the fights in general and stuff. So having like this montage of really gruesome murder was not that great. And then I, I did feel like there was a lot of, uh, I mean, it was it was kind of an okay show, but there were like a very few highlights. Uh, obviously, one of them was, I mean, even Alan Wake 2, right, was kind of a disappointing showing because they had the creator Sam Lake on stage, which there's a twist, John. Um, like, they had Sam Lake on stage, which was cool. They talked a little bit more about how they made the game, how it was, like, 15 years in the making, and, and what their ideas were, and uh, that they were inspired. Um, I, I I don't... I, I've uh, now read so much coverage from this game uh, outside of the show, so I don't remember what was exactly on the show and what was, like, outside of it. But they talked a little bit about it, and then they showed gameplay, but the gameplay was only, like, two minutes long. It was unbelievably short. And it looked great. But what got me more excited about the game was like all the coverage afterwards, because like E3 Summer Game Fest is like a physical space. Uh, journalists are there, they have preview events, they're playing the games, they're watching hands-off uh, previews. And there was a lot of reporting coming out about Alan Wake 2, uh, as well as additional footage, which was a lot more exciting. And it revealed that the, the game will actually not just be a survival horror game, but a detective game. To the point where, uh, I mean, obviously your main one of your two main characters, the new character Saga, is a FBI agent, and she's investigating uh, a serial killer. And it all looks, John, quite a bit like L.A. Noir. <laughs> yes, yes, which is very exciting. Like prefer picking up objects, taking notes, and then you also have a really nice dash of Sherlock Holmes in there, where uh, each of the two characters has their own mind palace. I think in this one it's called Mind Place, which is funny. And you can apparently go there at any time. You press a button and it will like transform the space around you. And it's like a physical space that you can walk through and you can uh, read notes that you found, listen to audio logs, um, investigate clues. And then you can like link them together and try to like make conclusions. And that will like unlock um, new objectives, new options for you, uh, new dialogue and stuff.
Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get that. It's also because we don't exactly know like what it will feel like using it. Uh, what we do know is that the game will have very much like a classic Resident Evil structure where you have like safe, uh, safe zones. Uh, so like you, you have like moments where you, it's, it's quiet, you're, uh, in the, uh, you're exploring an area, for example, a town and you're talking to people, but like in the action survival horror segments, you will have like safe rooms and like, I, I assume these will be perfect to be like, okay, I have a moment to breathe. Let me check my mind place. And maybe I can, like, come up with something that will help me in my current situation or that will make things clearer. Um, I, I could see that being really exciting if it's implemented well. And kind of having that sort of L.A. Noir, Sherlocky type of thing combined with the Resident Evil-like survival sort of horror is potentially very, very exciting. And obviously a whole lot of LMA. Yeah. Yeah, so I am still extremely excited for this game. Like even now more so. Not not because of the show, but because of what came afterwards. And yeah. And the other thing was Final Fantasy, yeah, you mentioned it. It was like the last big thing. We obviously knew this about this game, uh, but this was like the first big trailer for it. This is like called Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth. It's like the second part of a trilogy, which uh, the whole trilogy is like one remake of Final Fantasy VII, the original. Uh, and it looks great, and the trailer was great. I haven't played Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, so it didn't, and, and, and neither the original, so this like didn't mean much to me, but it was, it looked really cool, and it is a, it is a big deal, like, having that as the last big thing, like, yeah, okay, fair enough. That's, that is cool. Obviously, we, uh, and especially you, don't particularly care about it, but it's, I, I thought it was a Pretty decent uh, last thing to have if you if you don't have a new game to announce. Yeah. It, it it would be yeah, and 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 I agree. It very much looks the same, but yeah, that that's fine. And I'm bet I bet it's gonna be great. Uh, what is kind of cool is that it's gonna be more open world, uh, than uh, because the remake was just in one city or like mainly one city, and here you immediately see them like going out of the big world, riding chocolates and stuff like that, and it, it it looks really fun. I'm gonna. Eventually play remake. Uh, not this year because there's a lot of games coming out this year. Alan Wake uh, in October, for example. Uh, I think this one is going to be early 2024, and I, I think the Prince of Persia as well. I forgot to mention. Um, anything else from this summer? Yeah. Coming also coming in October. Oh my God, Alan Wake is so fun. It's coming up. It's coming up between us as Screamy Rush and Spider-Man Two. Oh no! Yeah, it will. Yeah, 
Uh, I just want to say it was an okay show. I thought it was quite boring. These things are so Jeff Kelly so such an expert in 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 dragging these things out. Like this did not need to be two hours. Uh, but it was it was all right. It was tolerable. <laughs> let's let's say hour hour and a half. <laughs> Too fair. Yeah. But let let's move on to something much more exciting. I would say the Xbox showcase, which I really enjoyed. I thought this was really good. Uh, it was like, uh, look at all these amazing games coming to Xbox, and it was all the games that were shown at the PlayStation Showcase, because they 90% of that was third-party stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it 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 was the most enjoyable because it was such a clusterfuck. <laughs> but but the Xbox One was, I think, the best one. I I thought it was really good and it was very it was also very slick, but not in like a corporate way. Like the like the uh Yeah. Yeah. Clockwork Revolution. At, yeah. <laughs> Lest we forget, Metaphor Re Fantasio. <laughs> the... Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I am mad at you, John, because you uh, omitted the reveal of Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which is which is basically Yakuza 8. And if you haven't seen it, this was maybe the funniest trailer uh, in the entire summer of gaming. Uh, it's absolutely hilarious. It looks fantastic. It's the main character who... Um, in in the games has only ever been to Japan, waking up on an American beach, uh, fully naked, and they do the classic like Simpsons joke of like always obscuring his 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 dick, in in the fun, yeah yeah yeah, and you know you you've seen it before, but it's done very well, and uh, that's the first look at this game. Which is which, which is very uh, funny and and infinite wealth is a wonderful subtitle for a game, so yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Japanese game. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, uh, if it's like the last game, it's a turn-based JRPG. <laughs> but yeah, there was, there was a lot of good stuff. And I mean, uh, I've talked a lot about, uh, a lot in the last uh, showcase. John, why don't you tell us your feelings about this absolutely wonderful Fable trailer? They they claimed this was in uh, I don't know what the exact phrasing was. I think it said in game footage, not even in engine. So I think they're claiming this is what the game looks like. Yeah, they didn't give even, uh, they didn't, they didn't even claim that it's coming in 2024, which makes me think that it is maybe 2025. Yeah, this is, this is the studio that made the Forza Horizon game, so this is going to be the first non-racing game, yeah. I I I love Richard Ayoade and um it's um uh he was like seeing him there I was like oh okay you you know what you're doing uh and that's also an amazing get because uh I didn't expect that like 
it was very surprising to me. And yeah, it was super fun, and like, it has such a wonderful vibe, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is, uh, they're hitting the tone so well, like, it's, it's such an impressive showcase of, okay, at least like, in terms of like, tone and writing, we know what we're doing here, now the actual game needs to follow, of course, but it was, in, in terms of like, revealing Fable, especially after it, it has been announced ages ago, like, it wasn't announced like, three years ago or something, um, coming coming out with this is like the first look was like okay that's if, if if you don't have like an extended game play section to show then this was like the second best thing and i was i was very impressed and it was cool to see it up front and it was a cool way to open the show and i think like a nice uh tone setter as well for like the rest of the show which was full of like just really cool uh whimsical stuff which which i really enjoyed Very much worth a shout out. Look very cool. Yeah. Voodoo uh, gothic type of thing. And it had like it has this cool um sort of spider-verse type of thing where like the animation is like not fully fluid. It's in like lower fps than the rest uh so it's kind of stuttery in a way but like in, a, in an intentional cool way it, it, it sort of looks like stop motion um which which i thought was like really striking and and cool yeah Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I mean, that, that's kind of the thing with most of these showings. Very few of these games had, like, gameplay shown, which obviously is like, okay, before you can judge the game further, you, you obviously need to see more, but they all had, like, good um, mood trailers or, like, introductions. Um, maybe, uh, maybe the one that was the most extensive was uh, the Clockwork... Is it the Clockwork Revolution? It's not a great name. Um, which, yeah, looks like uh, we have Bioshock Infinite at home. <laughs> just because it's like, not in a bad way. It just looks very similar. But it's like, um, it sounds really exciting because it's apparently going to be like deep RPG with like time travel mechanics and like you can influence the world by doing stuff in the past and then it will change in the future. Uh, it looks really cool, not necessarily graphically super impressive, but you also saw a little bit of gameplay there, and that's also going to be like a first-person shooter in this like weird steampunky world. Uh, and that was also definitely one of the things I was most excited about after seeing it. Yeah, the steampunky world, as you say, it, 
it is um, Bi- Bioshock Infinite. It's so you could show someone a screenshot of the one to one. You know, if you ask them to guess, I'm sure they'd guess it was that. But as you say, not a bad thing. I think that's quite an interesting um, creative space that we haven't seen explored enough in games. Kind of retro futurism and steampunk, which this kind of blends. And yeah. yeah, it does look really, there's something really um, inviting and charming and interesting about these kind of worlds, I think, that, you know, uh, it feels at least looking at this world, I could be completely wrong, but it feels like looking at this world, there's going to be um, loads of amazing little Easter eggs. And I can, you know, go around a little corner here and find something uh, really um, compelling and creative that takes my fancy. And I just wander off looking at this thing and how it connects to that thing. I- I- I'm explaining myself poorly, but this looks like a world that just invites exploration. And I really am hoping that that's what is delivered. But um, yes, I mean, as we've been describing, this isn't gameplay. We're just getting kind of a tone and a theme for a lot of these I, games. I, 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 there was a little bit of gameplay with this one, at least like two <laughs> two seconds of like someone shooting someone. <laughs> There'll be but, guns. Yeah. There will be guns. Yeah, yeah, but not much. <laughs> Crazy uh, steampunk clockwork guns. It it also has to be emphasized that this is made by In Exile, who have made the Wasteland trilogy, which are very popular, um, very critically acclaimed deep RPGs. So there's also pedigree there for making like, um, deep narrative-driven RPGs. A uh, very different genre, though. They were like top-down, isometric, sort of strategy-ish games. Um, so this is going to be apparently a first-person shooter. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited to, to see to see more of it, though. And yeah, no, I, I feel the same. And be- before maybe we do move into the big meat of the show, which was the Starfield Direct, which came afterwards. I think we should talk about. I don't have an experience with that. I just write it off. Um, but Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Phantom yes. Liberty, the DLC's coming. Why don't you talk about that for a moment? Because we did see a trailer um, for this. And we got a release date. Yes. Um, which I will look up while stalling for time. Um, uh, September 22nd. Fear not. Thank you. Ugh, the the ever-professional John. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, this is really cool. This is really exciting for many reasons. So, uh, Phantom Liberty is like a big expansion. It's It's kind of like what Blood and Wine was for The Witcher 3. Uh, where it adds a new region, it adds a completely new campaign, um, but and, and it looks cool. It's like it's like sort of a escape from New York inspired spy thriller. The the president gets lost in this like underground uh, town full of bad guys, and you need to go in and save them, or don't. Um, and Idris Elba's in it, and he looks great. And from what I've heard, he's supposed to be really really good. Um. What kind of is most exciting to me and what's most surprising is that with this uh, add-on, which they haven't talked about much, I mean, in, in the show that we had a trailer and we had Keanu again, uh, like when when they revealed the Cyberpunk release date, he was on the Xbox stage. Now he was here again. No, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're breathtaking. Uh, and he was again here talking about how great Phantom Liberty is. Cool, fun. Oh my God, John, I forgot to mention. Oh, Nicholas Cage wasn't the summer game fest oh yeah we bypassed it damn it it was surprisingly good he was he seemed like jane you know when like these superstars come in and like we also had will Arnett in one of these shows i think also the summer game fest oh yeah because they they um they uh, premiered that twisted metal show which looks like the worst thing ever created <laughs> uh 
and, and, and the actor it. hates being there and has been paid to be around all these sweaty nerds in a dark room it, and he's exactly. there to quickly read a teleprompter and leave and he's not going to stay for the after party free drinks because he's got better things to do i know exactly what you mean when we see actors at these things yeah normally and, and will on looked like uh he it was a video message and he looked like he recorded in his hotel bathroom after a very long night out um <laughs> and and nick cage didn't have the vibe at all he seemed like genuinely uh, uh excited to be there and it was really fun and and he was obviously his like kooky self and and uh, he's going to be in dead by daylight for, for those who don't know which is really fun i think and considering that he's like a big horror movie guy that makes a lot of sense uh and, and yeah it was, it, was, it was genuinely really cool i'm i'm kind of sad that i forgot about it that was like one of my few highlights from that show nice uh, but yeah, we also had Keanu here, and then um, they showed the trailer, but the most exciting thing kind of came out afterwards, which is that with Phantom Liberty, they're apparently going to completely change Cyberpunk, like the, how the game works. And from what I've heard, they have completely overhauled everything, uh, which is stuff that will also come to the base game. Like, even if you don't buy the add-on, you will get these changes to UI, uh, AI behavior and in, in combat, but also in terms of how gangs and, and cops uh, kind of uh, hunt you in the street, which is something that didn't work at all in, in, in Cyberpunk, the original. Um, it was kind of, what was sold to us was like the fantasy of GTA, of having like these wanted levels and you're having chases with the police and none of that happened. And apparently it does now. Um, the skill and perk system has been completely reworked. Combat has been reworked. Like everything has been changed. To a degree where at least the people uh, I saw that um, uh, could play the game at Summer Game Fest said, yeah, like, this is so much better now. This is um, much closer to what was promised than, than the game we eventually got. Which got me quite excited with the add-on looking really cool. Like, oh, should I get back into Cyberpunk when this comes out? I might. I might. I mean, there's a lot going on this year. So we'll see. Uh, it's September, right? Uh, another huge game is coming out in yeah. that month, which we'll talk about in a minute. But it, I was surprisingly intrigued by everything I saw and heard about this. And it's great yeah, that it's, they're bringing that cool. to the base game; those improvements. Yeah. As is just um, this is from like just a couple of hours ago now. But you mentioned people might be interested in getting back into Cyberpunk. If you didn't the first time, it's on sale on Steam for only thirty dollars. It's the number two uh, best game on Steam right now. So clearly, this reveal of Phantom Liberty expansion worked because that is number four of the Steam. Yeah. Uh, best thing things right now uh, it's $30 so it is, but it is a full expansion as you mentioned um, but yeah great time for someone who maybe looked at all the bad reviews years ago and said no never maybe now is the time for you to get into Cyberpunk maybe I already bought a, I already got into Cyberpunk last year I already played the game for like 40 hours and I was like this is good it's a good game um, I'm gonna stop playing it now um, but yeah I'm I'm kind of even even though I've already played it, I was like, maybe I should play for it again. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see if I have the time. Uh, because when Final Liberty comes out, my time will probably, maybe, hopefully, uh, be consumed by Starfield, which comes out September sixth and got like good good release date. Minutes. Very good release date, I think. Very good release date. It got a forty-five minute direct. They call it a very very. Um, detailed and um broad look at at this game and you you can tell there's a lot riding on the success of this and i think it'll do really well don't get me wrong but yeah. you can tell they 
they want this one to pop off. And I, I, I'd say I'm sure it will. That was a it was a very impressive um, direct. I thought because they showed us ten minutes of gameplay. When was it? Months ago now, right? Mm, maybe I think last year, right? Last year was it the Game Awards or even earlier, maybe? I, I, they did their own showcase. Like this time last year, they did their own showcase and also had um, Starfield was like part of that. So it didn't have its own thing. Uh, and that's where they showed like, yeah, 10 minutes of gameplay. And it wasn't very impressive. No, no. Uh, given what they clearly are able to show in this, you know, in, in the, uh, on the scale of game development, this short time afterwards, the stuff that they were able to show. The, it's, it's a shame that they started with that gameplay because I felt like this was a lot more inviting and impressive um, yeah. and it kind of showed that, yep, we're still Bethesda. We know what we're doing here. This is an RPG that millions and millions of you are going to spend thousands of hours in and you're going to love it. Um, it was very impressive, I thought. Yeah, I agree. I am very cynical about Bethesda, uh, especially since the last major single-player game was um, Fallout 4. Which Fallout seventy six? Really... No, even worse. Oh, single player. Yeah, single I said player. single player. Yeah, seventy six. I just don't know anything about. I I think that's a great game by now. Oh, oh no 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 no! It's better. It's a better <laughs> okay. game. That's a better way to describe it. Yeah, people are playing it. People are playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. It doesn't have to mean much, but no. um, yeah. Uh, and I I have a very complicated relationship with Fallout Four. I love the Fallout series, but um, I ended up hating that one, and I never really liked Skyrim that much. Still played. Fallout 4 for like 80 hours and Skyrim for like 50. Uh, which is what these games do. Uh, but this one, uh, especially with what they showed here, and like obviously it's Bethesda, right? If Todd Howard is good at one thing, it's in selling you a dream. And he has wholeheartedly yeah. sold me this dream. Yeah, I know what you mean. He's, he comes <laughs> across as so genuine when he talks about yeah. how like as you said, it's a dream. It's, 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 yeah. it's wishing on a hope and a dream. But yeah, I wanted to give you worlds not planets yeah, yeah 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 he's so good at that and like it, it works time and time again it's like he can't keep getting away with this and he does right. every single time and again i'm sitting here thinking my god stuff is going to be an incredible video game but like <laughs> well i have to wait and see like this is every time a Bethesda game is like they promote the shit out of it and they know how to do it and it looks like the best thing you ever created and then it comes out it's like there's all these massive issues uh, which I see here still, like, uh, the, the the thing is, like, when they talk about, oh, there's going to be a thousand plus planets. From day one, I was very cynical about that, and I still am to some degree. You're worried about uh, to... a sort of No Man's Sky, yes, but 90% of them all at the same kind of... Yeah, and not, like, boring yeah. and um, um, just, like, empty... Randomly generated rock fields. Which which they are. They they said they're using procedural generation, which they have to, otherwise they won't get. No, I I didn't expect them to make a thousand planets, but um, hopefully within that procedural generation, it's moved forward a few, uh, yeah, a few iterations, and now it's not just fields of rock, but there's going to be some good, yeah, space stations and towns and crimson fleets. Yeah, but obviously there's a lot of like handcrafted stuff which I showed here, like multiple cities. Um, they showed multiple cities which look awesome, they look cool uh, they also look much better than um, they did in the previous gameplay, there was like interesting comparisons, like side by side, here's what the same city looked in the last year's gameplay, and here it is now, and it looks ten times better so they also clearly improved on a lot of that stuff in, in, in that year um, and that stuff looked cool um, I have to say I thought um, 
the whole like environmental stuff and like the planets uh, looks graphically very impressive and this is going to be a next gen exclusive game and in some areas you definitely feel that like they talk about like the new lighting system and it is like gorgeous in places when you land on like this desert planet and it's night and um uh, the, the 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 light of the nearby stars reflecting on the sand and it's like this is like the dream right this is the sci-fi dream that this game is is is, is selling me uh and and that looked very impressive but then you talk they showed a bit of the story side and it's again like yeah facial animations uh are, you know not it's gonna really look a there. bit janky and <laughs> yeah exactly which i'm fine with if the like dialogues and the quest design are, are good um which they weren't in Fallout 4. That was like my main issue. Uh, so if, if, if that is good, if they have a lot of like, if the main mission is like cool enough, if they have a lot of fun side quests, I can totally see myself getting lost there. And, and also it's like, it is genuinely very impressive how ambitious this game is. There's like four different games crammed in here. And I would say as well, besides just the scope of it, and you know, I know it'll be good from an RPG perspective. Bethesda know how to keep people grinding and exploring. They know how to make interesting worlds and upgrades and kind of give you something. As I say, just crafting an RPG and all the elements that entails. I'm I'm trusting them. And it looks like they've done that. But I think something else that I was more impressed with than I thought I would be was the combat, which I've often yeah. found to be shit in Bethesda games. And I say that as someone that loves Fallout and enjoyed Skyrim. I just don't think combat's ever where they've really... It's, it's not... I don't want to say it's terrible. Uh, it's just never been... Fallout 4 was, was good. It was okay. It was okay. I yeah. mean, it relied... I think without the VAT system, I, I, I don't mm, know if it would have yeah. been great. But yes, um, it wasn't bad. But I do feel like they've made a genuine step forward here as a studio in terms of maybe... Not, not making it the emphasis. I'm sure they're still focused on producing RPGs in big, expansive worlds. But this is like the gameplay loop of just, you know, clearing out some aliens, you know, clearing a planet, going into a deep dive dungeon, actually getting involved in the combat. The moment to moment combat gameplay looks significantly better than anything I've seen in any of their previous games. And it looks like something significantly which I would better than the first showing. As a shooter. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. It's significantly better than the first showing. Um, so that's, that's something where I feel like, you know, you can say, oh, yeah, it's been 10 years, Skyrim again. That's thing where it really isn't like Skyrim in space. And I do urge people who are kind of umming and ahhing about this to go away, watch some of these gameplay. Even if you're impatient, skip some of the combat. Um, it sort of Destiny-like vibes, but I think only aesthetically. But it, it looks really good. It looks quite... Um, it just looks a lot more compelling than combat in any previous Bethesda game I can remember. So that that from that aspect, I was happy with it, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, the stuff with the jetpack, uh, the thing that you can, like, go for... Uh, uh, you have like skills with which you can uh, just punch everyone, <laughs> which was really funny. It, funny it's not just division. jab yourself with jet and go for it with the VAT system and some rusty rifle you found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it it looked really good, and especially the jetpack stuff is like, oh, okay, I'm gonna do that. Like that that, that looks really fun. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree. The gameplay looked really good. Um, you obviously have like a lot of No Man's Sky in here. You have scanning. You have resource uh, gathering with lasers um which is fine if it's done well i i i like these kind of systems what i was very impressed with was the ship building which looks incredibly cool and i think they they i hope they learned the lessons from fallout 4 because i was I, just I thought, about to say that because i know you hated the fallout 4 <laughs> god i hated it so much and it, i'm but worried it's because it might be similar badly. to that okay okay well maybe they, they could easily but, have improved that over the last however many years 
there's obviously I think it's like eight years now. Um, um, there's obviously also base building here, which uh, you know hopefully will feel better than Fallout 4 because my god, it was especially on PC, it was nigh impossible for me to do anything to correctly it's, align. Uh, uh, it's so hard. Yeah. Uh, horrid, uh, horrid, horrible. Not that people think I said hard. It was hard, but it was also disgusting. Anyway, um, so the base building here still a big question mark for me. I need to get my hands on that. <laughs> but the, what what they're doing well in the ship building is that the ships are modular. So it's like, um, you just stick parts together, almost like a Lego or something. Yeah. Which I think is such a smart way of like reducing friction because like with the base building, you obviously can do whatever you want to place things wherever you want. And that is not easy in video games. Physics engines are hard. Um, and here it's like, okay, you just stick, you just stick the cockpit to, to, uh, to a hallway, to a main room, and then you have a ship, right? And, um, and I think that will be much better. Uh, much easier to control and also much less error prone. It's cool Obviously, they also well. have to do Normally, that. when people say like, "Oh, build your own robot or spaceship or car or whatever it is in these games," it's a list. It's wheels, pick from a list. Engine, pick from a list. Chassis, pick from a list. This is much more. You know, you can change the shape, as you say. You can really yeah. make it like Lego, look however you want, which I think is which I prefer. I think. Yeah, and they look like it. It looks really dumb in the best way. Like they showed off. <laughs> Uh, one ship that looked like Optimus Prime, which looked yes, hilariously yeah. stupid, and and one that looked like a platypus and things like that. And yeah, like uh, when I saw how it controls, like or, or like how the system works, I was like, oh okay, this is most likely going to be very cool and and much easier to control than the base building. They also show a bit of the base building, and it looks at least a little less funky than Fallout. But you know, I need to see how it controls with a mouse because that was like my main issue in Fallout Four. It's like this is nigh impossible to control a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> um, but yeah, like overall, very, very impressive. Um, I'm now super excited for this game. Uh, like I said, there's still like many question marks of like how tight is the gameplay loop? How interesting are these thousand plus planets? Can the game manage to like guide me in a way where it's like, okay, I'm not getting lost here in the vastness of the space. And because that will like kind of decide how how much fun this will be because I think like the gameplay stuff like the, the, the combat um, the, the kind of exploration stuff with the scanning and things the shipbuilding uh, resource management I think all of that stuff will be fun should we, um, should we mention the uh, before we do leave Starfield should we mention yes. the uh, maybe controversial oh fuck yeah oh god yeah sure <laughs> uh, it's limited to 30 <laughs> FPS on yeah. the Xbox Series S and of- Series X um, this has been a whole thing, and you've seen people on Twitter going either way with it. You know, there is, it, it's not just as simple as uh, the game's not done or they don't care. Um, obvious, obviously not. Uh, it's, a, it's a choice that the devs have made because they say, I think he said it was too inconsistent when they made it 60 FPS and you had to lose a lot of graphical fidelity and they didn't want to do that. So it was a deliberate choice they made to lock it to 30. Obviously, 2023, someone hears that a modern RPG is sold at 30 FPS. They think, what the hell? That's a lower number than we had last year. Why is this not increasing? Um, But obviously, you know, 
increasing the it's not just you know as the machine increases you can just always up fps because as these games become more uh, visually impressive it becomes exponentially more difficult or requires exponentially more computing power to therefore bring that level of quality up to a higher fps so it's it, it's a trade-off here um obviously we should i think yeah we had to mention it because it's a it's a talking I, thing right it's a talking point it's controversial it doesn't i mean it won't affect you you'll be playing on pc I don't have an Xbox. I won't be getting this. Um, well, I might get this eventually, but it's but yeah, it's it's worth mentioning at least. It's it's not the best look, even if you can defend it from a game dev perspective. I'd say, but yeah, I think I think I do agree with you because um, obviously also what needs to be remembered here is that these consoles are already three years old, and the first three years were very cross gen heavy, and so all of these games. Um, and like also the first party titles because they weren't they were early first party titles they weren't taking full advantage of these consoles were all in 60 fps uh and i get that people got used to that um i also what, what i think is a shame but i get it is that people just don't understand game dev stuff as much as they probably should in terms of uh, um in order to to really understand what's going on here because it's not just like I mean the game looks great, right? We talked about how like the the environments look fantastic and the lighting is fantastic, and I get why they want to preserve that. I think I think the main issue is like it's like uh, complex um, systems at play and and uh, just like it's more like probably a CPU and and RAM issue because they also show stuff or like which I forgot to mention, which looks so cool and I'll do so much of this is. If you because you can you uh we we didn't talk at all about like you can fly in space and have like ship combat and 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 stuff like that and you can um board other ships go inside them and uh, sort of Assassin's Creed Black Flag style like um about loading screens um I I'm not sure it was uh, it wasn't oh, quite oh, clear because I've it was like, edited. Okay, okay, it was edited. It didn't look to the audience like they were loading screens, but very yeah, smart. They might have... Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but then they showed stuff like, and it was a joke in the presentation, was like, one, one, uh, they interviewed like developers like, hey, how, how are you playing the game? What are your favorite things? And one, one of the people was like, yeah, I'm hijacking ships and stealing all of their sandwiches. And I have a room in my ship where, where I have a big pile of sandwiches. And it was like, that's hilarious, right? But it, that also means that you have to have these objects the sandwiches always rendered always there you know um through hours of gameplay and like that costs like memory and computing power and all these like complex systems are really hard to manage for hardware and that's like the issue right uh and then most people are like oh i can't believe why just just put the resolution down and give me 60 it's like it's not that easy but people don't understand that uh, uh, partially partially through ignorance, partially because it's hard to convey. And we've just been and talking all, about Jedi yeah. Survivor as well last week. So, you know, maybe they could <laughs> lower the resolution, but you might get inconsistent 45 and then people complain more. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's also like, like this is going to be a really, really complex game in terms of like what it's doing under the hood. Um, and I think I'm I'm still playing Zelda. A game that is also very complex in systems and runs at 30 cap uh and i'm fine like you <laughs> you get used to it and it's gonna be fine when the game comes out and and if the if, if the fidelity is like good enough if if the frame is good enough uh it will be fine eventually 
but yeah, I kind of, I kind of get the annoyance, but I think people should get used to it. If you want better, more complex games, then this is the payoff, and you this is this is what you get for a five hundred dollar console. And like, it's it's also it's not a competitive game. Like I yeah. I would understand the want for higher frame rates if someone had a higher frame rate than you and was trying to kill you. But it suggests don't. like higher fidelity though, like which. I mean, it doesn't, right? Like you, it's it's you, you. We've been watching movies in twenty-four frames for for hundreds of years, or or, or hundred fifty years. Um, Pe- people find it probably quite unnerving to watch a film in one hundred and twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you ever watched like? Have you ever like a TV that has like our TV in the office? Do you remember when we watched The Last of Us and it had like motions moving on? Uh, it, it, it felt <laughs> freaky. Um, but but I get it. Like sixty FPS is nice, hundred forty FPS is nice. But like you you, it's not necessary for you to enjoy this game. I I promise you. Certainly not for <laughs> not... a single player RPG. Yeah, uh, but yeah, annoying as usual. I don't think this is like a Redfall. Like Redfall has no reason to not run in sixty. That's a different case. That's just yeah, development that has gone wrong. <laughs> uh, That's not is... a really complicated world with lots going on. That's just the result of. I am, what I imagine uh, uh, was development hell and a poorly yeah. conceived, poorly executed idea. A, a, a studio that never made a multiplayer game trying to make a multiplayer game. Yeah. Uh, that type of thing. Uh, so yeah, I think I think it's kind of a bit of a non-issue. Um, especially if... I mean, and, and they said, like, it's going to be 1440p on S and 4K on Series X. And I think the game will look really great. And then if it, if it you know... You know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, <laughs> if there aren't technical issues at launch, which I really hope it's there aren't. It's a Bethesda game. There'll be some bugs, but nothing groundbreaking. It'll be funny. It'll be weird stuff. Bug, It'll be glitches. Bu- bu- bugs are okay. It's like frame rate stuff. Like, if there oh, isn't... Uh, if, it, if, it, if, it, if, it, if it can't even give me a consistent yeah. 30, I think people have then, a right to be upset. Then, yes, yeah. Then, then I'm with y'all. But for now, calm your horses, or whatever you say in English. Nice, nice. <laughs> Shall we move on, John? This was the Xbox Starfield Direct Showcase. Yeah. Uh, it was good. Yeah. It was fun. Let's do it. So we've got uh, Ubisoft and Capcom. So this happened on the same day, on Monday. Yeah. I'd almost suggest we start with Capcom because there's yeah, so let's... little in this for me. Uh, yes. I've got almost uh, nothing I... to say. <laughs> I, I, I want I, yeah. to... I mean, I'll, I'll mention... I'll start... <laughs> so as you well know, and long-term listeners... I'm uh, just very. I I don't. I'm not really into any kind of um, Eastern games too much. I prefer Western game design, uh, which is probably why Dragon's Dogma was the only thing I cared about. That looked quite good, uh, but it looked really good. I I did. I yeah, really good. I yeah. mean, the story. Looks it good. looks like Dragon's Dogma. It looks like Dragon's Dogma. I don't think there's anything exceptional in there, but yeah, very solid. Looks polished. But please, what is, what did you find exciting? Because I say I'm looking through the list here, and I couldn't give a lick about most of these things. Well, to cap off Dragon's Dogma, what I found interesting is that they're still being quite... They're showing a lot, but they're showing a lot of stuff that feels very familiar. They're, they're being quite coy about the new stuff. Um, they said some interesting things, like the world is going to be four times bigger than in the first game. Um, there's going to be like a proper physics engine system uh, in a way that's potentially super exciting in a game this wild. Uh, and, and there's also going to be ways for you to like interact with the world, like collapse bridges like make new platforms that's like the example they showed uh which is potentially very exciting it also obviously depends on how they integrate it in the game but um yeah it looks like dragon's dogma dragon's dogma is a fantastic game uh and i'm very excited for it they didn't this one is again a game where they didn't even give a 2024 window so god knows when this will come out 
It, it, this this uh, when I saw them not give even a 2024 window here, I I thought of you, John, saying that you expect it to be a 2025 title, and and I was like, nah, no way. Yeah, but maybe maybe you were right. Oh yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, we'll be releasing 2025 the earliest. Yeah, I said oh, that was a bit. Maybe that was a bit pessimistic. But I think so though. If we're if we're not going to get a release date in mid 2023, yeah, right. My first thought was, are they still hoping to get it out this year? Yeah, <laughs> but, no. Nah, probably not. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of um, extra primal stuff. This, that was the main focus, which makes sense. It's, it's the one like game they have left this year. Ah. Oh. Uh, sorry. Sorry. No, uh, that's... Uh, sorry. I, no, I don't have an interesting interruption. Just to say later for our what to look forward to, we can mention the beta. Yes, they announced an open beta. Uh, which people should really check out. I played this game. I had um, twice the opportunity to play it, and I enjoyed it massively both times. It's very fun, very silly. If you don't know it, it's a PV, PV, uh, PVE, PVP. <laughs> you mainly do PVE against hordes of dinosaurs. You play in these like giant extra suits, which are like different classes. There's like 15 of them or something. There's a soldier, there's a guy with a shield, there's a guy with a sword, there's a healer. It's a hero shooter. But you you mainly fight hordes of dinosaurs, and then there's also PvP elements. It's very weird. I don't know why they ma- didn't make a less complex game. <laughs> I love no. this very strange premise, but it's really cool. It's going to be in Game Pass when it comes out, which is I think like July fourteenth or something like that. Yes, it is exactly very soon. Um, and yeah, it <laughs> it was funny. I've played this game multiple times. Like I said, I have read about it a lot. I've, I've talked about it a lot. I watched this trailer that they showed, and it was like they might as well. Have- have been speaking Japanese. It was incomprehensible to me. Um, it does seem like an absolutely bizarre game. Trying to trying yeah. to describe it in an article or anything when I do the introduction, it's just I've, I've got to the point where I think this is the game where I think a lots of people are gonna have uh, could have a great few weekends with their mates if they got it on Game Pass or something. Um, yeah, and you should just go and try it for yourself because it does look wacky and fun and lighthearted. I don't know if this is gonna be anyone's diehard favorite game. But that's okay. Not every game needs to be aiming for those kind of heights. It's um, interesting, right? Because yeah. in the last uh, few weeks, we've multiple, or like throughout the year, we've talked about Capcom's Golden Age multiple times. And they again this year had two massive hits with Resident Evil 4 and Street Fighter 6. They're on such a run. Like, it's unbelievable. In, in the last six years, they've only released incredible video games. Um, Let's and now see if this, this is, reaches that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the point that they're, they're now like. They've played it very safe, right? They've only done, they've mainly done Monster Hunter, Resident Evil, uh, and Street Fighter now. So, like, known quantities that they know people love. Now they're, tr- they're you know, feeling themselves a little bit and they're trying out some stuff. Uh, and I'm really excited to see how it will pan out. I think Extra Primal is going to be a full price game, which is a bit of a shame. But it's, it, 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 it is, it is like, like I said, I've played it and the production values of this thing are like surprisingly high. It really feels like a AAA game. It, it feels so tight. It's visually very uh, strong and there's a lot going on. But it's obviously a very weird game that's going to be a tough sell. So putting it on Game Pass day one is, I think, a smart move here of at least like giving this a chance to, to, to be more than just a niche thing yeah because it strikes i think especially with the kind of current gaming climate it's the kind of game a lot of people i think would assume would be free to play with like yeah. seasons and skins and stuff so i think you're right the fact uh, it's, it's gonna have seasons and game, skins and the battle will pass have and all stuff. that stuff yeah, okay yeah. but it's not free to play so i think as you say being on game pass will 
be much needed for this game, I yeah. think. But yeah, it's interesting to see Capcom, um, because I predicted like, oh, they're going to come out with the bad, uh, heavy hitters here, right? Like Resident Evil 9, Monster Hunter World 2. They didn't. Instead, they gave more space to these smaller games that they're trying out uh, again. Also, Pragmata, <laughs> if anyone remembers that one. Also, a game that was announced like five years ago and has been in- indefinitely delayed. Yeah, that, that was the that was the exciting reveal at the uh, Capcom <laughs> showcase. It's been delayed. <laughs> yeah, um, again. But yeah, um, what was kind of one of my favorite things overall in this summer of gaming so far is Kunitsugami, Path, Path of, the, of Goddess, the Goddess. Yeah, which is a new Capcom game which looks insanely cool. Um, Using that looks... same engine as the Dog Dragon Zone yeah. 2. So maybe we'll see some more Cap- of those exciting. Uh, it... Capcom have successfully Which pulled the thing off that has kind of ruined EA, which is to use the same engine for all of their games. The RE. The RE engine, which is an insane engine. Um, every, every one of their games looks great and runs well, on, on, even on the Switch. You know, like it's, 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 it does exactly everything you want it to do. And it's able to, like, even Street Fighter runs on it, right? Monsanto, Resident Evil, Axel Primal, all of these games. And they all look, sort of have a visual identity uh, that they share, but all look very distinct. And this game looks, like, visually insane. It's, it's, uh, there's, like, particles all over the place, colors. Uh, it very much looks like a PS2 game, which I mean with full, full love. Uh, it, it reminds me of Onimusha. And it kind of feels like they wanted to make a new Onimusha game. But no one cares about the IP anymore, so they're just going to make a new thing. Uh, and it looks like you need to check out the trailer. It looks stunning. Like It looks so cool and weird, and I'm super... Uh, I think it's going to be like just a straight-up action game. Yeah, it's not, it's not visually like a PS2 game. Um, not the I, vibes. I know what you mean about the vibes, yes. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. It's, not, um, the, it's definitely not taking itself too seriously here. Yeah, um, it's, ve- it's very colourful, very, uh, very playful. Like the, <laughs> the enemies look like little old like uh, crumpled little things that have like the old guy haircut you yeah, know, the, like, yeah when you're bald in the middle have like a ring and they have like big tongues hanging out it's like very weird in a, in a very fun way and and i was very excited to see that and they showed uh showed a little bit here in the of that in the showcase which was really fun yeah very interesting artistic direction kind of uh deeply floral lots of these kind of um yeah sort of yeah, as I say, sort of Japanese orchids and uh, those kind of wooded uh, settings, and then combined with that kind of deeply gothic horror, um, yeah, the weird things you find, as you say, with the old man haircut, but they've got these kind of horrible, yeah. horrific kind of moors for a mouth. Um, yeah. yeah, very, interesting. very uh, interesting. So yeah, it was cool. It was like these Capcom showcases are low-key. They kept it low-key. It's fine. They they can do it. You know, they're, they're in a very good position. They're going to try these new things out, and, and, and if they don't work, they have they have two guaranteed heads in their in their back pocket. And so. they didn't make the mistake of hyping it up massively before, like, oh my yeah. god, put it in the calendar, this is going to be the biggest thing ever in the world. It was, as you say, yeah. understated uh, uh, appropriately. Yeah. Shall we so get now fine. Cool. to the Ubisoft Forward Showcase? Oh, yeah, this is going to be a long episode, John. It, it? Will be, <laughs> will be. This is the last one. We, we'll, we'll try and yeah. be brief, but this was a fun one. I really enjoyed this. We were joking about it. We were texting at the time because it felt really retrograde. This felt like a show from 2009. It was complete with a dance routine to show off Just Dance. Um, and then I've a, missed it so much. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then a sea shanty. They did a Here's the Skull and Bones <laughs> presentation. 
and just almost like to distract you from what was on the screen behind you, which was just panning shots of skull and bones environments that we've already seen. They had a sea shanty band come out and do a sea shanty for the audience. And it was like, we're still working on skull and bones. They did announce a closed beta. Um... In August. In August. Which the is... game was already supposed to be out like eight times. Yeah, this is like... <laughs> what the... are you doing a beta for? Why are you doing a closed beta? Everyone thinks this is Just shit. get it over with. Just get it over with. <laughs> exactly. Stop this. Just get it over with. Um, so it felt very old school in how they kind of laid say... out this uh, showcase. Yeah. Uh, and one of the best speakers of the whole weekend. Oh my God. For um, the... What was it? The... Was it the Crew Motorfest? Yeah. I know you love a new Lamborghini. Driving on Hawaii, <laughs> yeah. a the fantastic crew, Frenchman. The is. Yeah. It was, it, it, I think, um, I mean, uh, Ubisoft's from Quebec, so I think there was a ah uh, French Canadian. Uh, yeah, and that guy, like, and and I have to say, like, as someone who does a weekly podcast in his third language, absolute kudos to these people who are not native speakers coming up on that stage and and giving a presentation. Uh, this is not us making fun of, yes. of these people. No, 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 no. I, that, I don't mean it ironically when I say yeah, he's my yeah. favourite speaker. He, like The kind of luxury and pleasure with which he was speaking, he was kind of oozing and like pucking his lips. He's talking about driving no, through Hawaii. With you. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure there's no confusion. Like, yes, that, yeah. that, you have to see this guy. He's like, yeah, just... Yeah, the best, the most immaculate vibes. It was like, just he like did velvet. Not give a fuck. He could have sold anything. It's like a luck. It was, it was selling it like a luxury goods. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it was so, so soothing funny. And, and weird and like, yeah. um, pronounced everything wrong in a way where I was like, yeah. I thought the whole time, it, have I been pronouncing Hawaii wrong? Because he's kicking Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Driving down yeah. Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I have to say, like, we now multiple times said, oh, all these shows are really slick. I mean, the Capcom one was like... This one uh, wasn't super slick, but yeah. No, that's my point. Like, this is the worst directed thing I've seen in years. It was a fucking shit show. It was... Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Devolver Direct, uh, which is like Devolver Digital through every E3 or Summer Game Fest now. That's like a parody of a video game press conference. And... My God, it's like almost like Ubisoft watched that and was like, "Yes, that's what we're gonna do." Yeah, but seriously, it was it was, <laughs> it was hilarious. It was so bad, uh, like cameras all over the place, cutting all over the place. Yeah, one of the the big last thing, the trailer was shown in the weirdest aspect ratio I've yes. ever seen in the shows. Uh, uh, sh- crowd shots that were out of focus. Like, yeah, it, oh. you're so right about how poor the camera work was. They made the yeah. room seem really claustrophobic and small <laughs> with these strange orcas. It looked like a pub, and it's like they didn't do any yeah. attempt <laughs> with the camera work to make it seem to give you any sense yeah. of awe. It really like and when Captain Laserhawk, the director of Captain Laserhawk, walked out. Right, we're getting ahead of ourselves because this was yeah. just a shit show. And it was hilarious. We'll talk about it individually. We're, there was some. Just to give the listeners a rundown, X Defiant, we've got a beta next month. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, we've got a release date, December this year. Prince of Persia, we got some gameplay. Captain Laserhawk, we're going to talk about, I hope. <laughs> um, and that was the, you mentioned the Skull and Bones closed beta. Those were the biggest things. I'm going down. And we saw an extended Assassin's Creed Mirage gameplay. We saw Star Wars Outlaws gameplay. And we saw Assassin's Creed in VR, which was only a minute. We don't need to talk about that one too much. And too much, but Avatar. Cool. And Avatar, yes. Avatar uh, Frontiers of Frontiers of Pandora. Yes, yeah, sorry. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. We got a release date for. So, 
besides let's the, talk about Avatar. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just take it down and talk about it uh, piece by piece uh, to round us out here. Um. So this was, I mean, another game that was announced many years ago. Um, and we've now this was, I think, the first time they've officially like shown anything about it. And to, to <laughs> uh, sit down, hold on to something. You might be surprised by this. It's like Far Cry on Pandora. Wow. Um, it's. I'm not gonna play this. I, I I'm not interested in Ubisoft open world games anymore. <laughs> or I have to say. <laughs> or Avatar. I'm not interested in Avatar. But I have to say, it do- it did look cool if you're into this type of game. I think it's going to be... I think this is going to make, you know, this is going to be a very successful video game. Inexplicably. Uh, I don't understand why Avatar is so popular, but that's a conversation for another topic. You're right. This yeah, will make no buckets of money. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, it, it is the Far Cry type of gameplay. It's an open world game in first person. You, you're raiding camps, you're shooting people. You go to the jungle uh, with a bow, you're riding yeah, your creature you found, you've got a natural you, connection to him, all that stuff. You have a special vision that can mark enemies. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it is very familiar, but there's like a few cool things uh, to... A few cool Avatar-specific things that make made it a little bit more interesting than the 7th or 700th Far Cry game. And mostly the world looks really cool and well realized. And you have stuff like you can ride around um, on flying animals and stuff like that, which is the stuff you'd want to do, right? If you play an Avatar game, this is what you want. Especially one that uh, looks this beautiful. Like this does yeah. look, as you said, well polished, AAA. Whoa, the, some of the uh, like beautiful surroundings we saw when you're riding the yeah. dinosaur. A mate or Navi, whatever it's called, look amazing. <laughs> Navi are the people. Oh, sorry. That's, <laughs> is that racist? I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I don't know much more than that. No, and and yeah, it's it's gonna be one of those very pleasant, playable Far Cry games in a beautiful, uh, the beautiful Avatar world. Uh, the only thing that kind of interests me was like, yeah, the flying stuff because you also have like air combat. Um, That's but it also be bad. looked like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like I'm so over this type of game. I don't want to play. I don't want to play this, um, but it's fine. Uh, um, like I said, for what it is, it looks really good. I have to admit. Yeah. Right. And it's coming out this year. Coming out it's this coming year. Out, I think December seventh. December seventh. Exactly right. After yeah, that, we got memory. a little X defined, but we've spoken about that. There's nothing new here yeah. in terms of gameplay. There's an open beta. We've got an article on it. Go away. Google it. Go and check out the bases. We'll move on to the Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. We've spoken about this a bit. They showed us yeah. full gameplay. Um. Uh, I, you know my opinion on these games. <laughs> I find I, I don't know. I'm an absolute heathen. I just find it difficult to spend. I find it difficult to spend fifty quid on this game, um, because it is a kind of two D platformer. Um, sorry, that's a poor way to describe it. It's Metroidvania. Um, yeah. although even saying that much, I feel like I don't think it'll be that good or intricate. But but that's me being a hater. I haven't played it. Maybe it will be. Um, maybe it um, will be. I think it looks fantastic. I mean, um. I love Metrovanias if they're done well, uh, and this looks like it will have some cool like platforming and stuff, which is obviously what you want from a pressure game. I think I like the art style a lot. Um, I also heard it's gonna have like really cool combat from the previews I read. I think it's gonna be great if it's like substantiate, uh, substantive. <sighs> it's it's late. substantive, uh, yeah, yeah. Big enough <laughs> of a game, then yeah, I, I, I think that is a fair price point. It looks really good. Uh, I'm, I'm personally really into the visual design, and um, there's like cool cutscenes, and you, you see that, like, okay, yeah, we obviously got a lot of like 
Metrovanias and stuff in the indie, mar indie market. This looks a lot closer to something like Metroid Dread, where you can see like, okay, this is a big studio making this and or funding this at least. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot more to it than, than like an indie game could do in terms of like presentation and... and uh, yeah, that's true. And, and, and um, I said the word earlier, production value. That's what I meant. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm really into uh, I'm into this type of game. I'm into Prince of Persia. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be cool. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> I don't hate it that much. I don't hate it that much. But yeah, I do. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. I really can't let us. I know it's like we have to talk about Captain Laserhawk. Uh, I think that's gonna be fun. So it might be fun, fun, but I should discuss it, isn't it? During yeah. the showcase, a man walked on that at first. Uh, maybe you do know if you're more au fait with TV um uh tv uh and i'm not or anime um this is the guy that worked on castlevania the producer of that i believe um and he walked in in a crazy uh suit um like, like, like he looked like he was cosplaying someone from cyberpunk um yeah. and he talked about how ubisoft asked him to go away and make a uh tv show of what was the game uh, Blood Dragon. Blood Dragon. They, yeah, sorry. Yes, because it's called a Blood Dragon remix. They asked him to go yeah. and make a TV show of a Blood Dragon. And he said, what if I combine all of the Ubisoft characters and titles into one Blood Dragon Blood Dragon remixed thing, uh, which I'll loosely describe as an anime. And then we saw a trailer for it. Um, and it was... It's definitely uh, visually... And the Blood Dragon part is definitely there. And then there looks like there's loads of other stuff, which I think could be shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's the kind of thing where I think this will either be amazing, like a hidden gem, maybe not hidden. I think this will either be amazing or really bad. I don't think this can go one way or the other because it's so absurd and out there what this is, uh, I think. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it very much depends on the humor and the writing, I think, because we only got like a one minute teaser and it looks good. Like it looks well animated and cool the style is nice uh and castlevania was a good and very popular show they have a pedigree now it's like is it bearable for more than a minute that's a that's a question that needs to be answered because it's so high octane there's like it, yeah so Ezio frog like diving off and then he's but, met by someone else from ubisoft and yeah but it's like it, it it looks wacky in a cringy way you know it's like like i love wacky like japanese stuff for example like movies and anime and stuff because I feel like there's a genuine, like, these people are kind of crazy energy to it. Yeah. Whereas here it's like, oh, LOL, random, look at us. Yes. It's yeah. a frog now. That's exactly know? right. You've hit the nail on the head. I, what, I, what I maybe have put me off or maybe thinks it's shit is it feels like manufactured kookiness and randomness. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, whoa, we've done this. That's crazy, as you say. Um, Aren't I crazy? Yes, yeah. I think for that one, listeners, go away and watch the Captain Laserhawk trailer. It's coming fall of 2023 to Netflix, so you can watch the full thing soon. Um, the Division Resurgence is the division on mobile. Let's oh, not bother on, talking John. about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's, Let's talk about the big ones. Let's talk about the big ones. Uh, Skull and Bones, we've already talked about. We're talking about Riders Republic or Brawlhalla. We've mentioned the Crew Motorfest, had an amazing um, uh, presenter. Let's get that game's going to gonna be awful, Creed. by the way, but the presenter, he deserves. All the good that's coming to him. All the good that's coming to him. Uh, Your new Lamborghini across away. <laughs> Sorry, I just I loved it. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk yes. about Assassin's yeah. Creed. There's yes. been a lot of Assassin's Creed here. Yes. So Nexus was the first thing. 
They didn't show an in-game shot. The game's not developed yet. They CGI rendered it. What it could look like. I think the game will look like this. It's just Assassin's Creed in VR. Um, it might be that actually, because they showed like an Ezio moving around the rooftops, then jumping down on someone. The moving around part, I think they're going to have a hard time. That's always yeah. think that's really, really difficult to um, develop in VR and make not nauseating. To make moving around while you're standing up and still, while all the rest of your body is moving for all its actions, is quite tough to make natural and, um, yeah, just to make it feel natural and intuitive. So I don't know whether they will succeed with this, but I think conceptually it's fantastic. I think jumping into the VR world of an assassin is great. This is exactly what VR, I think, was made for, but it's going to depend a lot on how they develop it, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if they go, I mean, early this year we saw that Horizon VR game, right? And that is yes, Call cool of the good. Mountain or something. Um, and if they pull something like that off, this could be cool. Um, I like the idea that it's like different Assassin's Creed characters. There's like we saw Ezio, we saw Connor, we saw Cassandra, and and it's gonna be like a little bit of everyone, you know, uh, like a uh, like an Assassin's Creed. C- clip show or something <laughs> yeah um your own animus. reunion party um so i i like the idea of it obviously hard to judge with just a cg trailer yes um, but we did that's get, a good idea it's a good idea we did get a full gameplay trailer of assassin's creed mirage which is coming out on october 12th that's this year's assassin's creed me and fast have talked about it before to give you a very brief one sentence before i pass over to fast and we'll talk about the gameplay this is very much returning to Assassin's Creed uh, 1. It's not an RPG. Not Assassin's Creed, just the previous Assassin's Creed game. It's not an RPG. It's an Assassin's Creed game. You're not exploring yeah. the world. You're exploring one city, and your main thing is doing assassinations. And we saw a gameplay trailer, and I personally thought it looked really good. It looked like it hit that. If that's the remit, if that's the mission objective, I think it's doing that really well. You might have a... Uh, disagreement with them on whether they should move away from the RPG thing. I think they should at this point. But I think if you accept that that's what they're doing, I think they're returning to what Assassin's Creed was so well here. It felt like the player we saw was actually having to make decisions about how they go about assassinating someone. It felt like they had to be, they couldn't just run in with two axes and kill everything with easy counter moves. They actually had to use, it wasn't like loads of kooky uh, equipment. It was just, you know, just a bag of sand to quickly blow up dust in someone's face. But they had to use an array of tools and be a bit creative in how they played, and they had to kind of uh, be stealthy for once again in Assassin's Creed, and it felt like the emphasis was on planning and assassinating targets, which which I thought was great. But what did you think of it? Yeah, uh, um, I mean, it. <laughs> in hindsight, it kind of makes me feel like when I played a Bad Company Two map within Battlefield Twenty Forty Two, it's like. This is a good <laughs> remake, <laughs> Very but nice. I, I kind, I kind of want, I, I, I kind of prefer to just play the old games again. You know, uh, maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. It kind of, uh, I, the entire time I thought the idea of like, ah, oh, an Assassin's Creed like the first ones, what a great idea. And then I saw it, it was like it kind of left me cold, and I'm not quite sure why. Um, because like I said, it hits all of, all those notes, but maybe again in a way that's like too too calculated. It's like. They're doing all the all the things that you want them to do. Um, he is he is sneaking around. He is uh, assassinating someone with the hidden blade. He's jumping into the hay bale. 
Uh, he's throwing bombs. He's, he's climbing something again. And we haven't seen that in a while. Um, and it's like, okay, sure. We, we've done this 15 years ago. <laughs> it, it was um, the same old... Yeah, it was... Yeah. Yeah, it's not like they showed like too much new stuff. It was, as you say, I, I don't a think there's going to be any new stuff. And it's sort of fine. It, it, um, I, th- I think this is going to be like a fine popcorn game but it didn't necessarily excite me i would i would prefer to play this over something like valhalla which just feels like a kind of game that like just thinking about it makes me want to go to sleep it's like so exhausting um so this is much more interesting but i'm especially in a game in a year this fall with like exciting cool games it didn't necessarily um you know uh it wasn't, it, it wasn't exceptional. It wasn't exceptional. No, you're right about that. This would have done better in 2021 or 2022. Like, considering all the new and exciting well, well, ideas, yeah. this is a kind of uh, return to what we used to do. So it's not going to be as exciting. But I you're right. Agree. Like, for, uh, I think, I think for, for that goal, which is, which is what they're trying to do, it's, it's, it's doing that well. And, and it looks cool, like, visually. And yeah, if you like the Assassin's Creed 1 and 2... Uh, they're 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 doing it all again. <laughs> they're hitting all the notes uh, to the point where you you the hideout looks exactly like the one in Assassin's Creed One, which, uh, which I love. It also it also works the same where like you're being chased and then you jump into this like hidden courtyard and it's 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 all it's all done and you walk into the this office to talk with your yeah. assassinating colleagues yeah and you you bring in a feather and stuff. It's like oh man, it's like I, it, it, have we already reached that point where we are. Uh, where these media companies are feeding us Assassin's Creed nostalgia. This is this, this is what's happening here. Um, and I, yeah, like it I said, it's doing that well. It has been a good 15 years. It has been a good <laughs> yeah, amount of time, but you're right. It's it's feeding us nostalgia again. It's very much yeah. playing on all the same nights as the first one. God, you're right. Now I'm reflecting. Maybe it's just my love and missing of the first <laughs> game that leads Which, me to again, like this. I'm, I'm, I'm not hating on that. Necess- like, it's fine. I get it. And, and there's, I mean... I've played re- a lot of remakes this year, um, and this is sort of a Assassin's Creed 1 remake, right? Yeah. Like, uh, in terms of vibes, in terms of mechanics. Um, I get that. Uh, it's just... I, I did I'm it just, 15 years ago. And maybe I'm just done with Ubisoft, even though another game, I don't want to move on yet, but... We can, I was we can. Excited. It's getting late, and it's the big... This was the big hitter, yeah. I guess, wasn't it? That got me excited. I have to say. This is this was, uh, listeners, yeah. Star Wars Outlaws, which we have a release date for, well, we have a release window, 2024. Uh, more info is going to be coming at the San Diego Comic-Con in July of this year, so maybe we'll get a more specific release date, but probably not. Um, and if you haven't seen anything, I'm sure you have the last few days, this is, um, you're playing as an outlaw. Female Han Solo, people have been saying, but unlike Han Solo, who is an outlaw, then is immediately dragged into a kind of more heroic plot, in this case, you're much more indulging in being an outlaw, coming up against gangs and corrupt imperial officials. Um, and at least conceptually, I love that. But maybe we should talk... Well, well, yeah, why don't you take over with the gameplay? What did we see? What did you think of it? Um, what we see is like a very Uncharted-like section, I would say, like a very action set-piece-focused thing, which shows... Uh, that this is a thir- third-person shooter, which is cool. Um, I don't think Ubisoft has ever done a straight-up third-person shooter. I mean, Watch Dogs, I guess. Um, 
and you see stealth, stealth fails, start shooting. It all looks really good, like visually. This is going to be a next-gen exclusive game. Again, you can you can tell the difference between something like this and Mirage. Mirage looks great, but you can tell it's a that, that was originally developed for the PS4, Xbox One. Yeah. Um, and, it's cross-gen, and, uh, I think, as well, isn't it? Mirage. Mirage, yes. Yes. Um, uh, I think so. Sorry if I'm wrong. I, I can't be bothered to look it up. No, no, no. <laughs> um, and it looks all really good. And then the mission fails and you see like an escape and you see like a little, obviously it's Star Wars, right? And it's like pretty, pretty ish Star Wars. It's all still fairly um, playful. And the, uh, you obviously see some banter. And then obviously this very much, I think they admitted like, yeah, this is Han Solo. Like <laughs> this lady is Han Solo. And she obviously goes into a cantina. There's a very cool looking droid. And you have, like, dialogue options as well, which apparently changed. Like, that was a really cool scene uh, as well, where oh, you talked to... to bribe uh, or not to bribe. Uh, it was cool because it suggests, like, choices that actually matter, because when she chooses not to bribe the uh, official, uh, you, she gets, like, a wanted level, which is also shown in a really cool way, where, like, across the whole screen, wanted flashes in red colors suggesting that is this like an open world gta type of situation uh we don't know but it's exciting right <laughs> and then she flees on this ship and that was also a very cool part where like uh, the ship flies off the planet and it dynamically like uh without without cutting away um transitions into space and then there's a dogfight so there's a lot going on here that was like six different <laughs> things uh all crammed into like 10 minutes or so and I thought all of that looked really good. It played uh, like it played out really well in terms of like the the the, the scenes, the the acting, um, all of that stuff. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. This looks fun. Obviously, we don't know what type of game it is. Like I said, it has kind of straight up third person action game elements. I think they uh, said it was. D- didn't they all? Didn't they also say it was oh, yeah. open world or like oh, some boast about yeah. it being the first open world Star Wars game? It, that's exactly what they said. So yeah, true. They they said that. So. Is it going to be Star Wars GTA by Ubisoft? Maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Not to get carried away, but it was it was exciting. It was it was exciting and very fun. Exciting and fun. I'm a bit maybe I've been a bit too burnt by Survivor, but with this one, I've got my uh, cynical, doubting uh, <laughs> hat on, and I'm I'm a bit worried they've bitten off more than they can chew. Uh, trying it, to create a massive world weird. like this, but let's see. You know, I don't want to judge them yet. Obviously. It's kind of weird because this is developed by Massive, uh, who are the creators of The Division. And they are also the developers of Avatar. So they've made... And it is a giant studio. I think I think Massive has like a thousand employees or something. Um, but they've made two massive games, right? Uh, uh, no pun intended. Two giant games. Um, which are both coming close, close-ish to, uh, to each other. Um, which is kind of weird. <laughs> is that actually going to work out? Worrying. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. see. Um, but it was definitely very promising, um, and it, it was super fun. And it showed it showed a side of Star Wars that we get re- too rarely in the games. I think it's not about Jedi's. It's not this like hoity toity. May the Force be with yeah. you. Or uh, I see the future in my dreams. Uh, bullshit. It's Wait, like... you mean I'm an ancient Jedi connected by the bloodline? Yeah, yeah. It's none of that. Yeah, and it's not quite as serious as something. Uh, I mean, maybe it will be, but like this was quite like. Uh, sorry, I didn't finish my sentence. It didn't qu- seem quite as serious as something like Andor, which is dead ass serious. Like that is a political thriller through and through. 
uh, here it's like more lighthearted. She has to like, like I said, that Han Solo vibes. There's quips and stuff. There's a cute animal, of course, it's Star Wars. Um, so they're hitting all the right notes in in a way that's like that feels distinctly different from something like Jedi Survivor, which I thought was cool. We we'll see. Yep. No, no, I do agree on uh, hitting the right notes. I did like what they were going for tonally, but we've been going on for so long now. Should we God. maybe jump, jump now to our feature of the week and then round out? Oh. <laughs> I'll be quick. I'll be quick. Sure. I'll also be quick. Okay. Okay. So Can we start, John. Yes. Uh, uh, explain what it is and then give your pick. He's just not that into you, this feature. This is part two. So it's games that you accept are great, but you could never get on board with. Yeah. Um, and my one is Borderlands. Any of the Borderlands. Oh. And I feel bad. I know they were good. Yes, I know you, you like should. that. It was in fact, uh, uh, my the my my now wife is not a gamer, never been a gamer. But the first gift she ever got me, and I was absolutely smitten. So I was so happy to have got it. And it's so kind. Was Borderlands because um, she wanted to do something nice. Wow. I know. Um, and I forced myself to play more than I had ever played a Borderlands, <laughs> and my opinion remained the same. Um, I. I don't know. I'm a heathen. I don't know. I can't. Uh, I can't appreciate um, kooky art styles. Sometimes, you know what I'm like. I like uh, high poly, one for one, realistic shooters, and I've got a narrow window of things I enjoy. But I just <laughs> something about the art style of this game um, and the kookiness and the wackiness was too much for me, and I hated it. Um, but I've got loads of people that absolutely love it and speak so highly of it. Um, so yeah. I do accept. It, you know, it's. It's not a bad game. It's just very much not for me. Uh, I get, I get that though. It is very annoying. Like the, <laughs> the whole style of it. I mean, I love, absolutely love Borderlands Two. I, I can't really. Uh, none of the other games as much. That one really did it for me. Also because I played it in co-op, and uh, not exclusively, but mostly, I played for it like four times or something. Uh, it was like huge. Uh, I played for hundreds of hours. I loved it so much. Um, I also played it when I was like an annoying teenager, so the <laughs> the whole like writing and, and style of it, uh, yeah, it fit quite well. The <laughs> was right there for you. Um, but yeah, I get it. It is, it is, it is a lot. It's a um, lot. If it doesn't click with you, I don't think it will after like extended playing. It's not one of those kind of games. No, no, yeah, yeah. exactly. After an hour or so, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um. Good pick, man. Thank Good you very pick. much. It's 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 fun the section because uh, it's a lot of games that we all um, for the second time in a row you've picked a game I really like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. And I think I'm gonna pick a game you don't like. Oh, okay. Hit uh, at me. least as far as I know, World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, perfect, great choice. Yeah, great I, choice. One of the most popular games ever. I just can't with MMOs. Like <laughs> I know what it is. Uh, it's just it, it, uh, I tried I tried World of Warcraft I tried Guild Wars 2 I tried Lord of the Rings Online <laughs> uh, and some others and even with like the new crop of MMOs like Destiny 2 or Destiny 1 or both of them um, even though it's it's a first person shooter like there it's like the, the structure of an MMO that yes, doesn't that, yeah. that eventually makes me fall off with World of Warcraft and Guild Wars and stuff it's also the gameplay which I find unbelievably dull yeah. Um, and and it's also th those games are like from an era where quest design was just not a thing it's like I'll oh, kill 10 boars kill 10 ravens yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, find 10 uh, sunflowers uh, and I know th uh, these games but also newer games like Final Fantasy got a lot better with that stuff and they have amazing storytelling I can't do it I'm sorry 
I, I get it. I get why it's so amazing, especially the, those older ones. Like the idea of having this massive world and exploring it, and it's 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 also these fantasy worlds, you know, that are like exciting to to experience. I get that. Um, just can't can't do it. It's too much of a job. And that it's, too. It's, it's honestly like <laughs> I would need to be unemployed, fully funded somehow, uh, living at home with. I'd, I'd need to be uh, rich lonely and bored and then i might try world of warcraft i think i still wouldn't enjoy it i don't think it's quite like that anymore. <laughs> maybe i'm too uh, harsh is it maybe not as demanding on your time anymore I, from what i've known and i know a lot of people play mmos and like listen to podcasts with people playing mmos and stuff so i kind of know the state of world of warcraft even though i don't want to um it, these games have gotten a lot friendlier especially for more casual players and and have introduced a lot of quality of life elements um like just reducing the amount of work and making leveling easier uh looking for group that type of stuff uh you can do matchmaking for raids which is you know if you tell that to the people play world of war classic they want to behead you um should be like part sacrilege. of a guild yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so it's, it's gotten a lot easier and obviously like mmos nowadays are not like world of warcraft anymore they're like destiny they're like diablo you know that's like um different different types of games but but yeah especially like the classic sort of mmos like oh my god you could chase me with that <laughs> yeah but yeah i have a lot of respect for it i get it like it's and obviously what of warcraft is one of the biggest games of all time for good reason i think just uh, i want to stay away from it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was nice. that, that was our pigs great pick and that that was episode sixty nine of the Oregon podcast. Wow! I, a content. I would have to check, but this is definitely a contender for the longest episode we've ever done. Four showcases <laughs> in one show. It was ambitious, yeah. but we did it. We did it. At some point in the middle, I thought, "Ah, this is gonna be easy." Our tops. Easy. And then, after the Xbox one, I was like, "Oh, we've already done over an hour." <laughs> ah. But yeah, thank you very much, John. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, listeners, uh, to look out for next week, uh, Final Fantasy sixteen. Exactly in one week, and the demo for a game we mentioned earlier today, Exo Primal, starts now from when you're listening, basically. Yes. It's actually Final Fantasy. Is that so close? I think it's. Fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined your evening there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on the 22nd, I think, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's going to be a great game. Yeah, can't wait for that. That would join our uh, He's Just Not That Into You list in 10 years. No, 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 no. I'm into Final Fantasy. I have other issues with this coming so soon. Okay. <laughs> Work-related issues. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the good picks. You said the Exo Primal date, right? Sorry, I was so yes. shocked by the Final Fantasy one. No, yes, 16, yeah. Exo okay. Primal is starting today, basically. Yeah. Uh, check that out, guys. It's fun. It's weird and fun. Boom. I'll be jo- join me. I'll be there. Join me. Join me in the Dino Survival. Nice. Uh, yeah. Toe to toe with you against the dinos. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be the guy with the machine gun. Nice. Uh, anyway, I'm. I'm talking nonsense again, which is always a good sign that we should wrap up. Uh, thank you, John. Thank you, listeners. Uh, tune in again next week for episode seventy of Billion Puppets. Will it be the Diablo special? Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Find out next week. Yeah, that's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Will we Bye. give you what we promise? Yeah. Bye-bye. Uh, one day we'll do it. One day. <laughs>